0: Made short work of the Falcons 25 to nothing on Thursday night football, and that means it's time for the Pick'em Show. We're back. We are back. Welcome to the week 11 Pick'em Show. Hi, everybody. Hello.
1: We're getting closer to the end.
0: Almost. Our fantasy playoffs are coming up pretty quick. Week fourteen is the end of our season, so there's only four weeks left to make that final push for the playoffs. We're both in if it starts tomorrow. But it doesn't <laughs> start tomorrow. We're screwed. Uh we'll see. Uh Nick Folk putting up seventeen points on me in or on the Thursday night football game wasn't great. Uh, There was a fourth and one where I thought the Patriots were going to go for it and just try to end the game. Because they weren't in danger of losing. If they turned the ball over there, they were still up uh, 13-0. So it wasn't a losable game for them in that situation. And they just gave Fulk an opportunity to tack on another field goal. He hit a 53-yarder in that game, too. So... The part of me that's like, this guy was a classmate of mine in high school, wants to celebrate it, but he's only played for teams that are direct rivals of the Bills, so it's tough for me to cheer for him. He was a Jet, he's a Patriot, he was a Cowboy, hit a game-winning field goal for the Cowboys against the Bills in Buffalo, so thanks a lot, Nick. (laughs) Nice job, though. Patriots dominated. I think Folk went four for four. Falcons didn't have anything to offer. As soon as Cordero Patterson was officially listed as out, I should have changed I should have picked uh the Patriots to cover the spread. But with Patterson playing, I figured Atlanta would try and keep it close. And it was their defense played fine, It's their offense that sucks.
1: I know. This is a great week great week for defense i'm yes. grateful to have them <laughs>
0: yes you had the patriots defense they had three interceptions uh, interception return for a touchdown probably four or five sacks some tackles for losses they dominated they uh did. was not an entertaining game at all i mean the last two possessions for the falcons were entertaining because they finally took matt ryan's uh corpse out of the game <laughs> and they put in josh rosen who was Uh, I think a first round pick when he was originally drafted and he comes in and throws two passes and his second pass is pick sixth. So they were just trying to get him some experience, but he makes a bad decision and the Patriots jump on it. So they take him out of the game and then they bring in their third string quarterback who I don't even know his name. Uh, And he comes in and he throws an interception on his first pass. So the Falcons coach is just like, Jesus Christ, can't do anything. Should have just handed the ball off a couple times to end of the game, but he wanted to get his guys some throws. Backfired. But anyway,
1: worked in my favor though.
0: Patriots are seven and four, uh. So they're gonna they're gonna challenge. It looks like they're gonna be a playoff team. They are gonna challenge for the the AFC East division crown. So the Bills got their work cut out for them. You want to do that game first since I'm talking about the Bills right now?
1: Sure. Do you not want to go in order this week?
0: Just do that, and then we'll go in order. I figure... They're
1: the first one anyways. All
0: right, Bills. Colts at Bills. Rematch of the divisional playoff game last year where the Bills hung on at the end to beat the Colts. It's a new look Colts. Kind of a new look Bills. Not too much. But these teams are very similar to what they were last year. Um, I gotta think the Bills win this game, but they do have issues along the O-line. The Colts have a good defense. If they can't handle DeForest Buckner, Josh Allen's gonna be uh, under fire a lot. It's not that the Bills can't win, they just have to change their offense. You can't have these routes that are developing, you know, 30, 40 yards downfield where Allen's trying to hit these deep balls. Just get the ball out of his hands. Snap it, run slants, run outs, drag routes, create some natural picks. Just get the ball into your receiver's hands in less than two seconds. Throw some screens. I don't think, I think the Bills I saw were favored, at least when I initially looked, they were favored by like seven and I was like that's too much in this game I think the Colts need it yeah they're still seven point favorites I think that's too much I think the Colts are better than losing by a touchdown in that game
1: I mean they have been looking good
0: yeah the Colts have improved a lot I mean they still lose some games uh realistically I think they should probably be seven and three instead of five and five but you know and if they were seven and three going into this game Bong. Uh, if they were 7-3, and three, you'd be talking about this game differently. I don't think people would view them as 7-point underdogs. I don't think the money would have come in as them as 7-point underdogs. They blew a game against Tennessee that they had the chance to win at the end. And then they blew like a 20-point lead to Baltimore in the fourth quarter in another game that they should have won. So had they beaten Baltimore and Tennessee and were 7-3, there's a chance the Colts would be the favorites in this game. So those were some close losses that I think, I don't think the Bills cover in this. I mean, I, I like the Bills to win just because I've seen Carson Carson Wentz take some crazy risks in some of these games and against a defense that like the Bills have, you know, I Yeah, I don't see him getting away with some of his bad decisions in this game. And even against lesser defenses, some of those poor decisions have cost them. So it's going to be on the Bills defense to limit Jonathan Taylor as much as possible. Even though I have Jonathan Taylor in fantasy and I would like him to have a big day. I don't want him to have that big of a day because I also have the Bills defense (laughs) and I ultimately want the Bills to win. So, like, I'm looking at, uh, like, Derrick Henry, right? He had the 176-yard touchdown against the Bills. If you take that away, they only gave up, like, 67 yards rushing on all his other carries and two touchdowns. So, it's like, I think they can keep Taylor in check in terms of, like, having a monstrous day. But I think Taylor probably still scores just because he's such a big part of the offense. And he's becoming an every-down back for them. So there's a really good chance that he still finds the end zone. But if it gets down to like pacing and the Colts are playing from behind and they need to keep pace with the Bills, I think that'll be harder for them than vice versa. Like if the Bills get down, they're always just a big play away from getting right back into it. So, Bills, but not by a billion. Mm -hmm. Bills by a handful.
1: (laughs) All right. Should we move on?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You okay going in order?
0: Yeah, we can go in order. I okay. just want to... Just since I was talking about the AFC East. But yeah, now that the Patriots are 7-4, and four, if the Bills lose that game, I think the Patriots are in first in oh, the division. Wow. So handle your shit, boys.
1: <laughs> All right. Ravens at Bears.
0: This is a game where I wasn't as worried about the Ravens, but looking at their injury report... It's concerning.
1: Yeah, I saw Brown was out.
0: Brown just got downgraded to out. And basically everybody on the team is questionable. Uh, Lamar is questionable. Oh, I didn't even see Lamar. Latavius is questionable.
1: Thanks, Rids.
0: Yeah. She's not happy that Lamar is uh, questionable.
1: Oh, that's why Jerry's scrambling for a quarterback.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, he's questionable with an illness, though. So I'm guessing he'll have a day or two to recover. He'll probably play. But their offense is looking really shoddy right now, and if he doesn't play, they're in trouble in that game. I still will pick them, but the spread came down. It was like 6.5. It's 5 now. So all of the bad news has shrunk the odds in their favor. Well, in the Bears' favor, it's closed the gap. hmm and I, ju- I just looked at that game, and they have they have a bunch of questionable injuries. But it's like they played Thursday against the Dolphins, and they've been banged up. So I'm curious if it's like if Harbaugh just was like, you know what, we're not gonna like overwork you guys this week. We'll take the extra the extra long rest before this game, and just not practice you guys into the ground. Make sure you get as many people at 100% as possible. But a lot of questionables, a few guys out. Not huge uh, guys in terms of their depth chart, but in terms of... Uh, overall. Overall, yeah. Like a lot. They're not missing a ton of starters, but with Brown out, that's not good. They're missing another receiver. Uh, I think DuVernay is also questionable. So that means it's going to be on the running backs, and Latavius Murray is coming back, but his status is up in the air. He's still questionable, too, with that ankle injury, so is it going to be Devonta Freeman? Is it going to be Latavius? They just dropped Le'Veon Bell, which leads me to believe that Murray is at least close to being back to what he was, and I mean, it might even be better for Murray, who's on my fantasy team, and so is Freeman for now, until I have an answer about what's going on with that, but... It may be better for those guys if Lamar's not playing because they're just going to hand the ball off a lot more. I'll still take the Ravens for now, although I think the Bears gained a lot of confidence in that game against the Steelers last week because they were getting really held down in that game by the officiating, and they still fought back, and they still almost won. So I think that let them know that they can play with good teams. And, but it's like they don't have Khalil Mack. Uh, Akeem Hicks is still out on the defense for them. Allen Robinson's probably not going to play. So they're not 100% either. So I'll just I'll side with the Ravens for now for uh, ba- based on coaching and experience. And if Lamar plays, they still have the best guy on the field. So, What's next?
1: Uh, Lions at Browns.
0: Yeah, the Browns are going to kick their ass. Yeah. Coming off that game. Oops, I burped. Excuse me. (laughs) I don't know know how audible it was, but (laughs) anyway. Edit. No, that's fine. It can stay in there. The Browns just got demolished by the Patriots.
1: And they're at home.
0: They're coming home, and they're playing a terrible Lions team, and I think Goff isn't going to play. Why? He's doubtful with the oblique injury from Mm. the last game. So dealing with that injury and the fact that they're 0-8-1, and it's like they finally broke their losing streak. What are you going to trot Jared Goff out there for at this point? Like, the game is meaningless. You might as well tank the rest of the season. Like, you guys are so beat up. Try and figure out, like, who you want to keep around for next season. Uh, make sure whoever's going to be as healthy as possible can stay as healthy as possible figure out what kind of identity you want for your team. Cause they're like, they played hard trying to win their first game all season. And you know, if they're at full strength and they get the right matchup, they can win a game this year. It's not like they're so bad that they can't win. They've been close in a bunch of them. They pushed the Rams. Uh, they pushed a couple other teams. I think they were close in that game last week, but I don't remember a hundred percent. Oh yeah, they tied. So they almost beat the Steelers without Roethlisberger against that defense. Uh, so, You know, the Lions aren't maybe quite as bad as their record, but at this point in the season, it just doesn't make sense to, like, trot Jared Goff out there and just let him die. Might as well figure out your backup situation and just go through the motions. Honestly, like, it's a meaningless game for them. It means a lot to the Browns. The Browns are 13-point favorites, so... Wow. Yeah, that's a lot, but Chubb is back, so expect a lot of Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nick Chubb's going to be doing some pounding.
1: <laughs> yep, he will.
0: So, I don't know. I'm probably... i got to drop Dennis Johnson and figure something out. But, but in case Chubb gets hurt... Or if, uh, you know, he gets COVID again or whatever. Like, Durnis Johnson's a nice guy to have around. So it's like, I don't think I can throw him away. But anyway. Not that quickly. No, I mean, the the Browns should dominate that game regardless. So what's next?
1: All righty. It is Texans at Titans.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I mean, Titans are 8-2. They're supposed to win that game.
1: They better win that game. They can't let the Texans beat them.
0: Yeah, that's... That's what you think, right? But they did lose to the Jets. I don't know. I don't know if Julio's playing. Let me see if I can get a quick look at that uh, depth chart for this week. If Julio's out and they can double team A.J. Brown, it'll be interesting. Bud Dupree is now out. Greg Maven's out. Rashawn Evans is out. So they do have some... Issues. Uh, That's not promising, but yeah, they shouldn't need their team at full strength to win this matchup against the Texans. But Tyrod Taylor is back to get in the swing of things. Uh, Where is... I don't even see Julio... Oh, Julio Jones is on IR. Oh, is that new? No, I think it happened last week and I just... I was like, oh, he's out this week and I didn't pay close attention. But regardless, he's on injured reserve. It looks like Dante Foreman is going to be the lead back for them. Adrian Peterson will be the second back. Uh, Foreman looked good last week. He looked like the better running back. Uh, sucks for me having Peterson, but it is what it is. Uh, Foreman I think used to play for the Texans. So, revenge game. Maybe I sit Peterson. I don't really want to play Sanders against the Saints, but until I figure out the Ravens running back situation, I gotta at least let Peterson get a chance to get a short yardage touchdown in this game against a bad defense. I have Tannehill, I don't know that I want to play two Titans, but in this matchup, even though Julio's not on the field, I still think it's a game where AJ can dominate regardless. I don't think the Titans can guard him well enough. So. Yeah, the Titans should win. It'd be interesting if the Texans won. All of the good teams, for the most part, have lost to a bad team, so. But the Titans already got it out of the way with the Jets. So are they gonna are they gonna lose this one? I don't think so. Would be weird. Yeah, but they're missing a ton of guys on defense. Janoris Jenkins is questionable. Dupree's out, Rashawn Evans out. Uh, David Long's out so all of their linebackers are basically out and that's going to hurt the middle of their defense I just don't know if the Texans can exploit it but David Johnson might have a good day so we'll see Titans Titan up remember <laughs> the Titans whatever you want to go with that next
1: <laughs> Packers at Vikings it's
0: a good one the it's going to be only, interesting. Yeah, the Packers are only favored by a point and a half on the road. I don't know why that is 100% other than Aaron Jones getting hurt, but A.J. Dillon's been pretty good. The Vikings give up a ton of yardage on the ground, and the the Packers' defense has been playing a lot better. So it's just it's a bad recipe for ball control. Like, my brain tells me that Aaron Rodgers, worst case scenario, Aaron Rodgers is going to have the ball with a chance to win the game. That makes sense. They're playing better defense. They have Aaron Rodgers. Dylan is going to, you know, grind it out on the ground. I hope so. And then they, you know, they still have Devontae. I don't think anybody on the Vikings can cover him. So ultimately it comes down to the Vikings linebacker play and how well they can defend the pass and how well they can slow down the run because they do have good coverage linebackers, but <sighs> good enough to cover Devonte Adams. I don't know. Good enough to time it up against Aaron Rodgers, I don't know.
1: It's going to be a weird one. I think.
0: Yeah. I mean the Vikings, when the Vikings play their best, they're not bad at all. They show they can play with any team. They've been in a ton of close games because they're obviously not that good where they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, but they're good enough to be in the games that they're heavy underdogs. So the Vikings can win for sure. Yeah. But I will take the Packers, especially with the spread being that small and the Packers playing the kind of defense they're playing right now. Packers. Fair enough. Next.
1: Uh, Alrighty Dolphins at Jets Ooh, That's a weird one
0: too It's especially weird because Now The Jets are like We're gonna trot Joe Flacco out there <laughs> uh, So he's back on the Jets And he's starting this week Because I guess they think He gives them the best chance to beat the Dolphins Defense But it's like the legend of Mike White died Really fast in New York He came in, he beat the Bengals, and then he gets hurt in the Colts game after throwing a touchdown, and then he comes back and gets absolutely obliterated by the Bills, and he's done, and it's Joe Flacco time. I don't see Flacco helping him that much. I'd rather play White in this game and use his youth and his mobility and some of those things to his advantage. I mean, I think they just saw what happened to their protection schemes and how often the Bills hit him that they don't want that to happen again. And he's probably still pretty banged up from that game because the Bills only sacked him twice, but, like, they were hitting him hard a lot.
1: Yeah, a lot of power in that. Has Flacco started for them yet?
0: Not this season. He was their starter a few years back. And it's like Flacco still has arm talent, but... I don't know. It seemed, it It's a step backwards for them. It's like we're going back to the Jets team that sucked a few years ago. So Flacco maybe understands the coverage is a little bit better. So maybe he doesn't get hit as often or as hard as, as White did last week. But the Dolphins at least have been playing better. Their defense has been playing better. Got to go with the Dolphins on that one. Where is it? It's at the Jets? At Jets, yeah. Uh, So the weather may play a factor if it's freezing cold, but I would still think the Dolphins just are the more talented group.
1: Okay. Saints at Eagles.
0: It's a good one because Kamara's still out. So...
1: Is he IR yet, or he's just out? That's a good question.
0: I will take a look. Uh, But... So, like, it's one thing when their quarterback position was struggling and they could just give Kamara the ball 20, 30 times a game, throw it to him, uh, hand it off to him, all that stuff. So, he's still out. Ingram is a good backup. Taysom Hill is questionable still, so Trevor Siemian will still be starting but their receiver position is not great. I mean, other than that, like they're not too banged up, but they, oh man, they're missing uh, Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead on the offensive line. And then Andres Pete is on IR. So they're really down to two starters on their O-line right now. And they don't have their best player on the field. Philadelphia isn't necessarily world beaters or anything, but
1: they have a chance.
0: They do have a chance and their defense is pretty good. And, you know, they're four and six and Philly or sorry, Philly is four and six and New Orleans is five and four. So it's not really like these teams are actually all that far apart in the standings. It's just the Saints got off to a much better start than the Eagles did. I mean, I think the Eagles can win this game for sure. It looks like they're favored by two and a half right now, so it came down a little bit. It's going to be the Saints' defense against the Eagles' offense, will be the name of the game. Because the Saints will find some ways to get some scores. Because Sean Payton's a good coach, and he'll figure out that part of it. But, you know, I don't know how good Simeon is under pressure, and the Eagles still have a fairly good defense. At least they have a good defensive front, so... (sighs) We shall see. It looks like... Well, I mean... The Eagles still give up 117 yards a game on the ground, so... Expect a heavy dose of Mark Ingram. But Miles Sanders is coming back, like I said, so... The Eagles... Since he got hurt, the Eagles finally decided to run the ball. I don't know why they wouldn't run the ball when he was actually healthy. And they just started to figure it out right around the game where he rolled his ankle. So now that he's coming back and he's hopefully at 100%, I don't know that he immediately slots into being like a 20 touches a game kind of guy. But up until this year, like he was one of the most dynamic dual threat backs in football over the past couple seasons. So I would like to see him get back to that. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to start him against this defense, especially coming off the injury. But... Considering my alternatives at running back and at flex, I may not have a choice. So Uh, my gut says the Eagles win this, but the Saints defense is pretty good and it could take over the game. So we'll see. But my gut says Eags.
1: All right. Washington at Panthers.
0: Should be a good one. Riverboat Ron going back to Carolina. To coach against cam newton there's a lot of storylines in that game uh the only better storyline would have been if cam newton had somehow in free agency wound up quarterbacking washington and ended up back in carolina but there's still a lot of ties there uh josh norman who was with cam newton in the super bowl left in free agency to go play for washington so i mean he's not there right now he's on the niners but There's a lot of like recent shared history with these teams. And Washington's coming off a big win over Tampa. That's going to give them confidence that they can beat a good team. Carolina, similarly, is coming off a win over Arizona. So that's going to give them some confidence. Uh, Cam is going to start, it looks like. So they're going to have some different plays in the playbook. They're going to have some more RPO stuff available. They're going to have some more design quarterback runs available. Well, it should make them better, like, inside the 5 to 10 yard line, but it'll be interesting in the beginning of the red zone, like, if they're from the 10 to the 20, is Cam going to be able to, like, make all those throws? So, should be interesting. I have, I believe, the Carolina kicker. You do? Yeah. Well, I had to, because Rams oh, are on yeah. by this week, That's and right. Gay didn't do anything last week anyway, so. Zane Gonzalez. I expect this game to be fairly high-scoring, just because Washington's defense hasn't been great. It looked a little bit better last week, but I just I see the pace of this game leading it to be semi-high-scoring. You know, a lot of people think Carolina fans will be like, Carolina's got a good defense, but I'm like, eh, I don't really think they do. They have a good defense against bad teams, but... Against most good opposition they've played. Like during their losing streak where they lost like four in a row, their defense was getting lit up. So I don't really think their defense is elite like they like some people may think it is. It is decent, like in terms of just the overall numbers, but they've had some really bad games.
1: Yeah, I think Cam just being back changes the
0: it camaraderie. It it does. It worked. I mean that's what I said last week. I was like, I think Carolina's just gonna feed off the energy. Can Arizona win two weeks in a row without Kyler and Hopkins? I don't think so. And I was just like, it's just going to be a whole different thing to game plan for with Cam Newton being in the game on short notice for them. So got that one right. Didn't win the week. You did. But I did. We both got Carolina, right? We were the only two people to pick Carolina. So,
1: yeah. Like I said last week on the show, I was like, Cam being back is going to change everything. Just the mentality in itself.
0: They're going to feed off that energy. And they did. Yeah. So they're at home. It's a very close game. I don't think either team has a serious advantage. Like if the Washington defense plays as well as they can, I think they probably have the better defense. But so far they haven't shown it this season. I expect that to be a good game. It's tough for me to pick it. Um, I would probably say Panthers because they're at home. Moving on.
1: Moving on. Next! 49ers at
0: Jags. Well, the Niners should win that game. Yeah, and the odds on the Yahoo app are hilarious. The Niners are coming off a nice upset ass-whipping of the Rams. Uh, So they definitely should beat the Jaguars. It's in jacksonville though yeah 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 i mean i don't think that helps them that much jacksonville has what two wins on the season one is that it yeah maybe two i know they beat miami oh they beat buffalo so at least they have a good win (laughs) on the air
1: tried to block that out
0: i did try to block it out it was (laughs) bad uh (laughs) but i remember they made the bills offense look really shitty but the niners play a different style of football they do a lot of zone runs. They're going to use that aggressiveness of the D line against Jacksonville. And uh, which Eliza Mitchell is out with a hand injury. So Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to slot in. And they don't really miss a beat with whoever it is as their running back. That's just running back by committee there. Debo Samuel is probably going to have a good one. I don't see any reason why the Niners would lose this game unless they're just overconfident and they miss something in their film study, and the Jags exploit it. Other than that, the Niners should mostly be in control of this game on both sides of the ball, especially with a healthy uh, Nick Bosa out there. You saw what he could do last week against the Rams. Like, he just dominated. So, yeah, I don't have anybody in either of those games, so it doesn't affect my fantasy team, so I don't know that I will watch it. But I do love watching Debo Samuel play. He reminds me a lot of Eric Moulds on the Bills back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Just like speed, power, hands. If he catches a slant over the middle and you don't make contact right as he catches it, you're in deep shit. He's good. And you saw it against the Rams too. He caught a slant. I think they hit him in the leg, but they didn't bring him down. And then it was just like his speed to the edge. He was gone. Touchdown. And it it totally put my fantasy week in jeopardy. (laughs) Because I think it was like like a 4th and 5 or a 4th and 6 on that play. And there's no reason for the Niners to really go for it at that point other than Shanahan likes to. And they hit him on a slant. It was like a 70-yard touchdown. Like maybe 50-60, but it was a big play. And it put me up by like .8. And then I got like a garbage field goal later in the game to... To give me the win, but... Yeah, Debo's a beast. It was close. It was. Sweating that one. Nail-biter. Nail-biter, indeed. (laughs) So, all right. Niners win it. What's next?
1: Bengals at Raiders.
0: That's a good one. Just because both teams are kind of in similar positions. They got off to really hot starts, but... Those, uh... Bandwagon ships have taken on water... In the last few games... I think the Bengals are 5-4 and and the Raiders are 5-3. I might be incorrect about that, but it's pretty close to that. The Bengals are indeed 5-4, and and the Raiders are also 5-4. So there's a lot of wildcard implications in this game. And both teams are fairly close to the front of their division with those records as well. So this is a huge, huge game for both teams. And they're actually very similar in that they are big play offenses for the most part uh and they have defenses that have gotten better in the offseason so it's it's tough to pick this game too um let's see i had the the spreads open and this one is what it's uh on the road are favored by a point now i don't know if i'd favor them by a point i'd probably have it the other way for the raiders but I don't know. The Raiders are the more veteran team that like, they've been together with this team for longer and they put together a fairly good season and got to like eight and eight last season. So, you know, it's not great, but it was better than the Bengals were last year. And then it looked like they were going to take some serious strides moving forward this year. But I think they're both on two game losing streaks. I don't know what I'm
1: going to do about this one.
0: No, I mean that's fair. I don't know what I'm going to do about this one either. It's basically an even money pick 'em game. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Uh It's going to be interesting though. Like the Raiders deep threat is kind of not there anymore. So
1: there's just so much going on over there too though. I feel yeah. like they're a loose cannon a little bit.
0: They are. But they, it seems like they've already kind of like taken it on the chin the last couple of weeks. So they may be able to write the ship and get this one at home. But I, I don't think know. They need to. Huh? I think they need to. Well, they definitely, they definitely need to for themselves. So it'll come down to injury report in that game. And I don't have it in front of me. But let me see if I can take a quick glance at it just to be semi-informed. I haven't done all my studying yet. I never do.
1: You are a crammer.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I like deadlines. Uh. <laughs> so it doesn't look like either team has major injuries to deal with. Um. So if they're both at full strength, they're very uh very similar Close. teams. Yeah. It's just the Raiders' run game hasn't been as good as. Hoped, and I think with John Gruden out, I don't know that they're even trying to be a run team anymore. So, I would say there's a slight edge for Cincinnati. So, I see why it's, I see why they're a one point favorite. So, I don't know. I can't give you a pick. Me
1: either. It's it's gonna be a tie the last minute 27
0: 27 overtime. Draw. Oh,
1: I hope not.
0: Yeah. All right. What's next?
1: All righty. It is Cowboys at Chiefs.
0: Ooh, America's Game of the Week.
1: I think that's going to be an, a good one.
0: That is going to be a good one. The Cowboys should win, but the Chiefs have been playing better. And despite really not playing well at the beginning of the season, they're back in first place in the division again.
1: How is that possible?
0: The rest is of their the division.
1: division that bad?
0: It's not that they're that bad. It's that, like, the Chargers are a good team talent-wise, but they're young. So they're still learning how to win. Their coach is a first-year guy. The Raiders have all the issues uh, that they're having. And then the Broncos are... They're realistically, like, a sub-500 team. So... They're not terrible, but... The Chiefs are clearly the best team in that division still. And... They moved Chris Jones back to the interior of the defense. Uh, they picked up Melvin Ingram to help with the pass rush. So now they have like two legitimately very good pass rushers. So if they want to play the style that they were playing, they have better personnel to do it. They abandoned the defense that wasn't working for them. And it's like their defense has never been great, but when Chris Jones is on the interior of the, the line, he causes so many more problems than he does at the edge. And honestly, looking at the Rams and where they're having issues is that they have Aaron Donald playing defensive end right now. So they switched their style to have him as like a pass rusher on the outside, but that's not where he's at his best. He's at his best on the interior. So the Rams are going to have to figure that out. And it's a, there's a reason that the Rams defense is nowhere near as good as it was last season. And I think the positioning of your best player on defense matters a lot. So... The Chiefs figured it out. Jones is back inside. It gives it gives them a lot of help up front, speeding up the clock. And it gives them better uh, run defense. So I would not be surprised to see the Chiefs win this game. It's a big game for Dallas, though. If they go into Kansas City and beat them, regardless of the difficulties that the Chiefs have had, like... That, you know, you're still beating a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago and a team that went back to the Super Bowl last year. So it says a lot if Dallas can go on the road and win that game in a very loud stadium as well.
1: That's an ego booster game.
0: It is. And I think like one of Dallas's main receivers is out, which helps you since you have Gallup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's going to have a much bigger role than he would. And yeah, him and Pollard should both have good games. So we'll just see. Like, is and is Andy Reid able to outcoach Mike McCarthy? Is going to be the question. Is Mike can Mike McCarthy just like get out of the way and like let his team do what they do? Because Dallas has shown that they have the better defense. They've shown that they've had the better offense. McCarthy just needs to not get bogged down in the details and let his guys do what they do. And they got a really good chance to win that game. But the Chiefs are favored by two and a half for a reason. Like, despite where their records are, despite how good the Cowboys have looked. The Chiefs are still favored in that game, so I don't know if that's just Vegas trying to protect themselves. But I think a lot of people are probably putting early money on the Cowboys. But as we've seen with the officiating in games like this in particular, it's been a little fishy here and there, and one call can change the outcome of the game. Not the, not the outcome, but like the style of the game. So the momentum. Yeah, if the Chiefs are allowed to play defense the way they like to play defense, it's gonna set a precedent really early. If they're not allowed to, I think that favors Dallas. So.
1: And do the like odds have a cutoff time as far as like when they'll stop changing?
0: Well, once the game st- once the game starts, those odds are set. But, but it's
1: up until the game starts.
0: Well, the odds keep moving, so it just depends like when you place your bet, if you're betting on it. So, like, the odds this morning are different than the odds were yesterday.
1: But, I mean, it's not like... Because new
0: information comes out.
1: Right, but, I mean, it's not like an hour before the game is when we're going to have, like, it sealed or whatever.
0: Nope, there's even live betting. Oh. So, based on how the game's going, you can bet on the outcome of the game right there. It's too much. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're moving towards legalizing all sports betting, so... Gambler's paradise. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Your paradise?
0: No, I'm not. I haven't bet on any football this season.
1: No, I'm surprised.
0: I haven't bet on anything this year other than fantasy football.
1: Great, because it always screws with our fantasy it football. It does.
0: I mean, but yeah, look, both of our teams are 5-5, five and five, so I haven't bet on it this year. So I think that isn't even true. I don't know. Warn, warn. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm going to say Dallas for right now, but... I would not be shocked at all if the Chiefs win. They've played better lately, and the Chiefs finding their groove is scary. I told you to trade for Mahomes when he was stinking because he came out and threw, like, what, five touchdowns last week? He got a great game, so...
1: Yeah, but last year when I traded for Mahomes, it screwed up the rest of my season.
0: Yeah, this is true. I don't know. Maybe I can get Mahomes and trade him for Russell Wilson. I don't know about that. We'll see. The worst he can say is no.
1: True. Moving on. Moving on. Cardinals at Seahawks.
0: Huh. Man, the Seahawks need a win so bad. The Cardinals are still banged up. Yeah, Hopkins is not playing. It's a division game. It's going to be close. Uh, Let me see. Where is the injury report? Why do I not see it? Why do I not? There it is. Key injuries, Uh, Chris Carson got put on IR, so he's not going to play, that's for sure. Some questionables, and then I think Hopkins is out for the Cardinals, and Murray is still questionable. Yeah, Hopkins is out, Justin Pugh's out on the O-line, Colt McCoy is questionable, so their quarterback position is really messed up. Buda Baker's questionable, but... Chandler Jones is still healthy, and he's the biggest piece of that defense playing well. And for Seattle, Russell Wilson still dealing with that weird finger injury. He didn't look great at all, but he's listed as healthy. And other than that, they look mostly good to go. If he can play okay, if he can just play better than he did last week, they'll have a chance. They need to win. I mean, they have six, seven losses already on the season. They can't lose anymore and still expect to make the playoffs.
1: And they're home, so...
0: If they were going to do it, it's going to be this one. Because they're in last place in the division right now, but with six losses, I think they can still... They got to... If they get to 10-7, and seven, so they got to go 7-1 and one on the way out. And that, you know, they still got to play the Rams once. They still have to play... Uh, Arizona. well, one more after this game, and they still have to play the Niners one more time. So it's like they still have games ahead of them where they could theoretically like get back into it. But it's just at this point at three and six, it's like it's not just Russell Wilson. Like they got shut out with Russell Wilson last week. And yeah, he's got the finger injury and he made a lot of bad throws and Green Bay's defense has been playing well. But it's like their whole offensive philosophy is broken right now in Seattle and they haven't been able to figure it out.
1: Yeah, it can't just be because of Russ's finger.
0: It's not. You saw, like, the beginning of last year, it was, like, let Russ cook. He was the MVP favorite through, I don't know, like, the first, like, six weeks. And then the second half of the season, like, his numbers tanked. As soon as Chris Carson got hurt, like, they couldn't run the ball anymore, and they didn't have any, like, depth to their offensive approach. And you see it right now without Chris Carson. Like, they just—they're— their passing game is predictable it's like try and hit lock on like a double move way downfield off of like a weird play action play and then try and get metcalf some deep balls and some one-on-ones and it's like it, there's really like no wrinkles to their offense whatsoever it's
1: there's no variety
0: yeah there isn't they didn't they didn't add any key depth at receiver that could have helped them they have gotten away from the two tight end passing game that used to be super effective for them off of a dominant run game like that's gone and their offensive line can't really protect Russell Wilson that well so it's like they just collapse the pocket in his face and he struggles and you know it is what it is he still has his good deep ball accuracy for the most part but last week not so much so he'll have an extra week with that finger but i feel like i can't start him in this game after what i saw last week i'm like uh uh-uh, uh he's not ready yet and i don't know if a week is enough time he didn't use his legs well enough last week to like really give them a chance their defense played pretty well. Their defense has played better lately. So they've gone from having like the worst defense to like not the worst defense, which helps. And we saw that Arizona got beat by Carolina. So it's not like they're invincible without their best players. I would have to favor Arizona here. But like if Kyler Murray doesn't play and their, Colt McCoy is questionable as well and they're on their third string quarterback, I'll take Seattle
1: and no D hop right yeah
0: hops out for sure and we've seen like their offense is not as good without him on the field they've been able to win some games run the football but Seattle is notoriously tough to run against for the most part
1: but I need Connor to have a really good day
0: I mean he's the only running back they have so he'll probably have a decent day but all right uh moving on moving on
1: Steelers at Chargers
0: another interesting game as both teams are in the same neighborhood Steelers I think are 5-3-1 and the Chargers are 5-4 and four. both teams are fighting for first place in their division so it's a huge game there if Roethlisberger plays I would probably favor the Steelers but I think oh JJ Watt is out officially sorry what
1: officially what
0: happened <laughs> the audio the background audio popped on that i thought i had turned off so all of a sudden i couldn't hear anything oh um yeah watt got hurt last week and i don't know if he's healthy but their defense isn't close to as good without him so if he's out and he is listed as out so that's a huge hit joe hayden's out too make a fitzpatrick's out mm. all right i'll take the Chargers.
1: I no wonder the Chargers are so heavily favored right now yeah, I'll in take the Yahoo the, app. I'll take
0: the Chargers. Yeah, five-point. When I saw it, I was like, wow, they're five-point favorites. And I think I saw it at seven, too. And I was like, oh, that's huge. But now I understand why. So Najee Harris probably has a good game against a terrible run defense. But other than that, like, they're decimated on defense.
1: That's okay, because I need Eckler to have a big day, too.
0: <laughs> he just might. I'll take a Mike Williams touchdown, please. Please get Mike Williams the ball. I don't know what's <laughs> happened over the last month of the season, but it's fun. They just double team him because they know that he's going to go deep and be that one on one threat deep. So they double team him and they let Allen operate underneath and then they just tackle Allen. So it's like they're completely figured out at this point, which is why they're five and four after being like four and one. So. All right. All right. What's next?
1: Final game. Monday Final night. game. Giants at Tampa.
0: I mean, Tampa should win. They need to win, actually they don't need to win because the Saints aren't like really hot on their heels like they need need it, but I don't know, they should win. Giants have gotten a little bit healthier in uh, recent weeks so that's like at least semi-promising for them but there's really no reason to think that the Giants win this game. They, They play up to their competition at least so make it competitive. Especially in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're getting Saquon back. Uh, but Logan Ryan's out defensively. AB is still out. Vita is doubtful. Gronk is questionable. I mean, they're favored by 11, Tampa is. And I just think that's that's too big. Because we've seen that like their offense doesn't operate the same without Gronk and Antonio Brown out there and the Giants defense isn't terrible so
1: I feel like I'm never going to get to play Gronk
0: yeah no I mean he'll be back and really you want him for the playoffs more than anything so All right. but I will say the Bucks win but the Giants will cover 11 and I don't have anybody going in either of those games I don't think so all right, well...
1: I don't either if Gronk doesn't play.
0: Yeah. And we'll be getting home from the movies kind of late for that game anyway, but we'll we'll see most of it, so...
1: Okay, cool.
0: But yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Anything else to say? Happy...
1: Football Sunday.
0: Happy Football Sunday. <laughs> May your fantasy teams be blessed with good fortune.
1: I need a win this week against Toast. Sorry, Toast. Yeah.
0: May all of your teams find success except... For the Colts I don't even dislike the Colts but this week uh-uh. don't get to go into Buffalo and win that game Colts I'm sorry uh, but yeah other than that everybody uh, take care go Bills and happy Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving yeah We're not, well we'll do one more show before Thanksgiving okay. we'll do the Monday show
1: I take it back for now then
0: no you can still wish people a happy okay Thanksgiving. happy
1: Thanksgiving week
0: happy Thanksgiving week but we'll have the the Bills closeout show on Monday, the Buffalo Blues win or lose. We'll be here Monday with that, and we'll wish you a happy Thanksgiving once again. So, take care, everybody. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way too. This show is an extension of thesheist.com, and you can contact me at infothesheist.com at or at Scheist Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills.